Hello, everybody, and welcome to Joyfully You Podcast. I am your host, Kelsey Lowe, and today we are going to be talking about creating joy and inner peace in your life. So I, before we dive into this podcast episode, I have a special invitation for you. So on June 30th, 2021, we are gathering for a self-love workshop. There's going to be a guided meditation. There's going to be a little journaling. There's going to be a little chit chat. And I'm going to be talking about how to create joy in your life, how to create self-love. And so if you want to join me in that free workshop, it's going to be on Zoom, having a little Zoom party. If you'd like to join me, Uh, There's a link in the bio where you can be able to do so. Okay, so let's talk about cultivating joy and creating inner peace for ourselves. First, let's talk about the things that take away our joy and take away our peace because sometimes it's easier to be able to reverse engineer. So some of the things that take away our inner peace is when we are overthinking. Whenever our mind is somewhere in the future or somewhere in the past, it really can mess with us, okay? And so it's important to notice those moments when you realize, oh my God, I am worrying about the future. My mind is not present with what's in front of me. I'm letting myself get carried away with worst case scenarios. When you notice things like that happening, that's when you get to breathe. So I'm just going to walk you through the process of what helps me whenever I find myself feeling a little crunchy, a little like, oh, I feel like I need to do a whole bunch of extra things or something where I'm feeling like I'm in a deficit, like I'm behind or something, you know, because those are the things that we don't feel at peace if we feel behind. We don't feel at peace if we're worried about the future. We don't feel at peace if we're thinking about the past and wishing that we could change things when the truth is we can't. So it's important to notice the things that take away from our peace So then we can start to talk about how we can move towards alignment and joy and peace. So when I have noticed that my mind is like not in the present, it's somewhere else, um, that is the moment where I connect with my body. Once I've realized, and this is, you know, it's such an example for our thoughts. And this is why I'm such a fan of meditation and why I'm like going to be doing like free meditation workshops and stuff, because when we can cultivate that muscle of realizing the mind has wandered and bringing it back, it becomes this reflection for so many other moments in our life. When we've, when, like when I've realized, oh my gosh, my mind's in the future. That's why I'm feeling anxious. I'm thinking about the what ifs. Oh, interesting. I started thinking about the worst case scenario. I can start to observe my mind and realize that that's where my mind is. And this is actually called metacognition, when you can rise above your thoughts to look at them. And becoming an observer of your thoughts is such a powerful tool for cultivating joy and cultivating peace. Okay. It's so powerful and it's a muscle. So it's not an ability that you have or you don't, you know, it's, it it is something that you have, but it is something that you strengthen because whenever, um, so for example, when I, when I get upset about something, I now am at the point where I could realize and observe, oh, interesting, you're upset, you're agitated. Obviously, I'm human, so I've had times where I've let my emotions get the best of me, where all of a sudden I'm like, oh, wow, I was really sensitive, or I was really snappy, or I was really stressed out. I let myself get stressed out. Um, obviously, sometimes our emotions can carry us and sweep us away, but this is why I like meditation, because it allows me to slow down and observe what the thoughts actually are. 
when I can slow down and even if it's a five minute thing, right? Five minutes of being able to maybe put your face in the sun, just connect with your physical body. Because if your mind is ever going a million miles an hour, connecting to the physical body helps instruct the mind that it's safe to relax. So start to check in with the body. Are your shoulders like up to your ears? Are, is your jaw totally like clenched? You know, do you find, is your, is your forehead all scrunched together? Notice your physical body and allow your physical body to relax first. And then your mind will start to follow. This is why it's really important to breathe when you start. And, and obviously we're breathing all day. It's not something we think about, but it becomes so powerful when we put focus on our breath and allow ourselves to take slow, deep breaths because our, our body instructs our mind through our actions. So even if your mind is like still stressed, you can tell your body it's safe to relax in this moment, just for a few moments, right? And you'll start to make a shift. You'll start to turn a corner and things will start to adjust. So, um, having a moment of check-in is so important. And you know, if someone were to tell, tell, if someone would have told me this, um, a couple years ago, probably about, well, I started the first time I meditated where I didn't even know it was a meditation. I was like, wow, that was amazing. What was that? And they're like, (laughs) I posted about it today. And someone was saying, um, oh, that was a great meditation. I was like, that was a meditation. I just meditated because I had such a limited belief of that being available to me or that me being able to do that or getting something out of it. I didn't believe that it was super beneficial. I just felt like it was a waste of time to distract from not doing something. You know, that's kind of how I viewed it until I experienced it because it was like this being able to feel spirit through me, being able to have these new ideas coming, being able to feel like, all this stuff is being figured out. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's why this and that's why that. And oh, I'm at peace with this. And oh, I'm at peace with that. But it's only when I go within meditation. So imagine like a, a slinky. Remember a slinky that they go down the stairs and they go down the stairs and it's like a coil and it's really, really tight. And then you can like stretch and open it up. Imagine that being like your thoughts. Your thoughts are like really tightly wound to your different experiences that have shaped how you're feeling today. When we when I slow down to meditate, it's almost like I'm taking that slinky and I am stretching it out and opening it up and allowing to see the details of the coils. And whenever our mind is able to see it in a different way, and like I'll speak from my from my own experience, when I'm able to see things from a different way and in a different way, all of a sudden it's easier to be in acceptance and be at peace with it because instead of I feel angry or I feel depressed or I feel sad, when I'm observing my thoughts in meditation, which then translates to doing it throughout my normal day life is interesting that I am feeling this versus I feel this period. It's interesting that I can see and notice that these emotions are coming up. Like there's this slight difference and I'm I'm trying to explain it the best that I can, but there's a slight difference that happens where you detach who you are from what you're feeling. So whenever you see these quotes of people saying like, you are not your thoughts, this is what they mean, where you start to detach of like who I am is separate from how I feel in this ever changing moment and experience of my life. And the, the, whenever people start to say, like, I feel stuck, it's because there's been this over-identification of, you know, 
instead of I feel sad and I'm experiencing sadness, it becomes I am a sad person. See how that's like, that's one tied belief, but instead of having like one circle, we need to separate them of I am beautiful, confident, radiant soul, you know, and sometimes I experience sadness, frustration, annoyance, or depression, you know, but that is not who I am. Those are just things that I sometimes experience. And so start to use your languaging of being like, interesting that I've been feeling that this morning versus, oh, here it comes again. I'm feeling this thing. This is just who I am, you know, because what we, what what I want to aim to do, like the reason why I even have this podcast and this, this Instagram and things like that around self-love is I want to reset your baseline because if your baseline is set at a lower vibration, that doesn't actually feel good or expansive or alive or a a resemblance of who you actually are, then you're always going to feel a little agitated because it's not um, in alignment with what is true. And what is in alignment with what is true is that It's safe to be present. It's safe to be seen. It's safe to be heard. It's safe to take up space. So whenever there are beliefs that try and tell you, it's not safe to take up space. It's not safe to speak my truth. It's not safe to do this or that. We're going to feel like conflict. We're going to feel contrast because from what your soul knows and what your mind and beliefs are telling you are not in agreement, are not in alignment. And so when we start to raise the baseline of, you know, what, it, what, how would you describe like my normal feeling? Because if your normal feeling is just like agitated, or if your normal feeling is slightly anxious, then every time that you're there, you're going to feel like, oh, it's fine to be here. And we're so resilient and we're so adaptable that we can adapt to feeling like that is normal. And it's like, that's just who I am. When really there's so much more joy and there's so much more life and there's so much more happiness that is available for you to experience. I'm a firm believer of that. And I have a friend and she always says, the better it gets, the better it gets. Then the better it gets, the better it gets. You know, and allowing it to be better or allowing it to to have more joy. And a lot of the times this comes down to allowing yourself to trust the moment enough to feel joy giving yourself permission to get excited about things versus, oh, I don't want to get too excited or I don't want to talk about this thing I'm excited about just in case I fail, just in case someone finds out and judges me, just in case it doesn't work out, just in case, you know, so we're doing these things that are keeping us safe from judgment or from from people seeing us a certain way or from letting ourselves down, you know, but what we're also doing at the same time is limiting the joy that's available, Okay. And something else too, if you're doing something new and you find yourself um, feeling nervous, but it's something that you do want, the truth is you're actually excited. And the chemical in the body that alerts the mind that I am nervous or I am scared is the exact same chemical in the body that alerts you that says, I am excited. So it's your job to discern within yourself when you are preparing for something that you've never done before, but it's something that is like you really want and you're happy for and you're excited for, but you're also like totally scared. Make sure that you are using the language that is best supporting the goal or the journey or the thing that you're doing. So it's going to support you way more to affirm to your mind, body, spirit. I am excited. I am excited. I am excited. I am excited. And when you find yourself wanting to verbalize, um, I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. I'm so scared. I'm so nervous. Then stop, 
drop your shoulders, take a deep breath and be like, wait a minute. But I'm also so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And there's been different studies around, um, they call it foreboding joy. There's been studies around people that in the midst of having a very joyful experience, their mind wanders to the worst case scenario. And it's just a total buzzkill, right? And they've done studies as to, well, why do we do this? Why does our mind do this? You know, when we're having a joyful experience or things are going really well, and then all of a sudden that worst case scenario thought creeps in or that what if this happens? The mind and the ego wants to have, the ego mainly, um, is our protection mechanism, right? It, It wants to keep us safe. And so it's, delusional because it's not actually preparing us for anything, but the mind is like, let's think about the worst case scenario just in case it happens because then we'll be prepared. But the truth is we're never actually prepared for the hardest things that we experience in our life until we're experiencing them. So they've done a lot of research and a lot of studies. This is like research from Brene Brown. When we're in a moment of experiencing immense joy, and we have a fearful or worrisome thought that comes to our mind, instead of reacting out of fear, and it's like constricting the moment, observing the thought that you're like, wow, I just had a very worrisome thought, but if I'm being present right here, everything is beautiful, giving gratitude. And this is maybe saying it out loud. This is maybe within your mind of, wow, I'm so grateful for this moment right now. I'm so grateful for this experience right here, right now. I'm so grateful for this. I'm so grateful for this. That will start to allow you to experience deeper moments of joy and long-lasting moments of joy without um, hijacking and foreboding your joy with projections of fear of what could potentially happen. Isn't that so interesting? Something as simple as gratitude can create such a huge positive impact and such a huge shift in our entire mood. And, you know, people say like, yeah, be grateful. Yeah, you should, you know, but to actually embody and practice gratitude. Like Brene Brown has this joke that she's like, look, I got the attitude of gratitude, just like I could have the attitude of yoga. I have so many pairs of yoga pants. And this is like me paraphrasing her story. She's like, I have so many pairs of yoga pants. Okay. But I don't do yoga. She's like, I got the attitude of yoga, but I don't practice yoga. And so she talks about the same thing with gratitude is you could say, yeah, I'm grateful. Yeah, I'm thankful. But if you aren't actively practicing gratitude and practicing thankfulness, whether it be through your thoughts or through your words or through writing, then you aren't going to actually feel the effects of it into your system. And, And I don't know how to describe it, but it literally starts to change things. So every time you get a thought that is worrisome or fearful, I want you to stop get present and be like, what's right in front of me right now? What am I grateful for? And find something to be grateful for within that moment because being present is where your power is. Being present is where your joy is and being present is where your peace is, okay? So the other thing I wanna talk about is um, having acceptance with the moment. So if you ever find yourself in conflict of thinking, I should be here, I should be there, it should be this way, it should be that way, I shouldn't be this way, it's all kind of an illusion of control of us trying to control things and based off what we think they should be. And 
everything is, you know, everything is at peace and it's all perfect exactly as it is for us to learn the lessons we need to learn for for our soul to evolve in the ways and the directions and the forms it needs to evolve. And so if we start to remember that everything is happening for me, not to me, I'm not a victim to my experience. I'm not here to throw a pity party. I'm here to learn and evolve and grow and express. And I think that's the big thing is I'm here to express myself. I'm here to take up space. I'm here to be imperfectly messy, right? When we start to remember that there aren't strict and exact rules for what life is supposed to look like. And so when we find ourselves criticizing or being in conflict and in resistance with what we think it should look like, having a moment of, you know, I accept that everything is happening right now the way it's meant to be happening. And I know that's true because it's how it's happening, right? Being able to have complete acceptance and surrender to the moment allows for all the movement of things that you actually want to start to come in. But until, and, and some people think, oh, well, if I accept this, then I might be settling. And that's not the case at all. Once you accept it, you're letting go of resistance. You're letting go of the shoulds and the coulds and the woulds and the maybes. It's like, you know, I'm totally okay with how it is right now. And, right? And I'm committed to doing my best. I'm committed to honoring my needs. Sometimes your needs might be sleeping. Sometimes your needs might be getting up and getting the work done. Sometimes your needs might be rest. Sometimes your needs might be getting into an act, getting into action, right? Only you actually know. But anytime you find yourself telling yourself it should have looked this way, and you start dwelling on the past or feeling like you are behind or finding yourself in a sense of comparison, right? You're robbing your own joy. You're kind of telling God and you're telling the universe like, you're fucking up. <laughs> when, how could that ever be? You know, if anything, ask yourself, what am I learning right now? You know, put your hand over your heart and the other hand over your belly and take some deep breaths and ask, what am I learning through this right now? Maybe you're learning to be patient. Maybe you're learning to show up for the long game. Maybe you're learning to have self-compassion, right? Ask yourself, am I being compassionate with myself right now? How can I show myself grace? I love that question. How can I show myself grace in this moment? Because I'm kind of notorious for being the overachiever that I'm like, once I get like a little... um, kick of something that I like, I'm like full force. I want to go all the way in. I'm like all or nothing. And once I'm all in, this is when I've had over the years, I've really had to learn how to be steady with my work and how to take my time and trust and how to create moments of satisfaction. And instead of just the instant gratification, instant gratification of wanting it to all be done ASAP, being like, what section of this goal am I going to get done today? And, you know, what do I get to create today? You know, that's like a fun question too, especially for um, tapping into your feminine energy of looking at life instead of looking at life of things you need to do, looking at life as a co-creation, meaning what do I get to create today? Maybe you get to create a positive environment at work. Maybe you get to create peace within your family. Maybe you get to create um, space for someone else to feel safe and held in, in something they're going through. Maybe you get to create peace for yourself by trying out a 10-minute meditation you find on YouTube or joining me on June 30th for meditation and journaling. You know, you get to tune in with what you need. But you slowing down is required. 
and I used to hate slowing down. I used to, I used to always want to be doing something because I didn't know what to do with the empty space. And this is when the observing our thoughts and observing our mind is so powerful to learn. And um, learning to be able to observe them without being self-identified by them starts to create peace and starts to set you free. So, so that is a couple things all over the place around creating joy and inner peace for you in your life. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, there is a link below if you want to join me on June 30th for a self-love workshop. It is free. We're going to be doing it on Zoom and we'll be able to gather. It's kind of like a virtual circle. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, if you love this episode, go ahead and post it to your Instagram story or tag me, um, or send it to a friend. If you know a friend that needs to hear this episode, go and send it to her. It's because of you that this podcast has grown so much because it's been set, it's been sent and shared among all of you amazing women and, and other humans that are listening. And, um, I just want to say thank you because I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission to be able to inspire and empower other women to be able to love themselves and lead themselves because those are the biggest things that I used to struggle with that I really needed someone to guide me through for being a messy, creative, outgoing, social person that loves instant gratification, you know, learning how to not procrastinate and instead take inspired action, learning how to trust myself, learning how to stand in my own power has all been things that I've learned and evolved into. So I'm here to be that guide and be that person with you and for you. So, um, yeah, I'm Kelsey Logue. You are listening to Joyfully You Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode.